0: section k podcast today's tuesday july 23rd we are live from the exhibit hall at the amon g carter exhibits building at the will rogers memorial coliseum at the metallic cat summer cutting spectacular today's episode of the section k podcast is brought to you by dennis moreland tack tack handcrafted by cowboys for cowboys Since 1976, Dennis has built high-quality tack for training, working, and showing. Get the best. Get your tack at Dennis Moreland Tack. Visit www.dmtack.com or head on over to Dennis' booth in the Amon G. Carter Exhibit Hall ASAP. We just finished up the 5- and 6-year-old divisions of the Open and Non-Professional. We're going to talk about some of the results of that. Talk about some of our live show that we had before those finals. And we're also going to hear some really fun and interesting youth memories and stories from myself, Caden Rutherford, Cody Headland, and we've got our good friend Colburn Larson in the house this week. Just drove in from the panhandle. What's up, CBL?
1: What's going on, homie?
0: Welcome back. It's been a few weeks since we've all been on and all been together Yep. Um. Once again, condolences for losing your grandfather here recently uh, uh, Looked like you guys put on a hell of a celebration of life for him I really thought that build y'all did and all that stuff was super cool Kind of t- talk a little bit about that
1: Well, first off, thank you and thanks t- to everyone out there that had said something to either my mother or me Or any of my family in general But uh, it was one of a kind I've never seen anything like it and I never will it was an idea that um, he he wanted buried on a ranch, and he ha- actually owns a ranch in New Mexico, but his health had gotten bad uh, in the last five years, and he moved to Missouri where my Uncle Carl lives, and he decided that he wanted to be buried out there, and uh, he had already had his tombstone already made, and he had a bunch of stuff that he wanted out, out there, but we we built a... A fence. They had a welder out there building the frames for the pipes. Was there like a huge bell? Yeah, that I saw? he was super obsessed with bells. Really, all kinds of. That's different interesting. Crazy it was things. cool. the
0: The pictures on Facebook that I think your aunt, cousin, or somebody yeah. had posted in the videos, and it was super cool. How, once again, it was just cool to yeah. see all y'all kind of do that together.
1: And. That was done in a short period of time. We, it took us two days, and it should have taken us like five probably. Yeah, with, that's crazy. But, I mean, everybody's working nonstop, and it it all worked out good, and it was, it was uh, a good thing for the family.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Hedlund? Just came off his uh, fifth and sixth result at the 5'6 non-pro here at the Summer Cutting Spectacular, marked a 17 in the finals. Wowzers. Yeah, had a great run on old Lloyd. Shout out to Alexis Steffes, his loper. Had that Cole looking real good before he walked to the herd.
2: Yeah, he was looking good.
0: Yeah, man, good job. Thank you. You the man. But before we get into the non-pro stuff, our man Super G. Super G. (laughs) He's unstoppable, dude.
2: That horse is unreal, man. Yeah. He can do some crazy stuff.
0: It seemed that he cut those three stereotypical Rolls-Royce cows right there in the middle of the arena, just kind of.
2: In a in a set of cows that you didn't think there was going to be those cows <laughs> yeah. in there. I couldn't agree. Like, couldn't I mean, agree we were more. sitting there watching it, and everybody, I mean, you're, you got the draw sheet right there, and you're thinking, man, I don't know if these are Rolls-Royce type cows. Like, who's going to win this thing, you know? and then he just does it and like he just controls those cows it's just unreal to watch that horse yeah
1: yeah and so i had text cody before paul had went and i said i'm sure i'm rooting for paul but i think i still gotta go with super g but it was i was very interested to see super g at this show because at the previous two shows uh he hadn't got along and uh i mean was top scores in the go rounds and then puts on one of those rolls Royce championship runs,
0: yeah, I was waiting for one of those three cows to run because it seemed like there was a lot of runners and yeah, both sets, cows are tough. yeah, both sets of finals and I mean he trotted three right out of there, and I mean it seemed like all three of them didn't take but four or five steps going either direction before yep. old rolls Royce. old Roll, rolls Royce that's kind of a tongue twister shut him down but it was a pretty awesome finals wesley Galleon, super g's awesome brother he was reserved marked a 220 and a half on duramax Dooley, and
1: yeah, that was a very very nice i uh, had
0: a 221 and a half he was leading after the first set y'all yep, saw he
2: was last in the first set and he had a heck of a run it was tough
0: you saw kind of the end of his run on the section k instagram feed um i just kind of was watching. No, that was good. I wish you. I
2: wish you would
1: have put up the others in the the second set. Yeah. Well, I, I just
0: didn't know. I mean. No, I know, but it was
1: cool. I liked I was shocked when I seen it, and then I was like, heck yeah." We're
0: gonna try and do more of that because that's kind of how Section K got started. Was
1: videos up there? Shout
0: out, Sinka! So. C- C- I'm hot at the Fintegrity yeah. CBL. <laughs> Went live.
1: In well, second spot that year. That's too.
0: true. Yeah. Second spot was in these finals was T5. Marked 221, a 221 Yeah, there was a ton of 221s kind of there yeah. after the first set. I kind of obviously knew that they had to kind of come and mark somebody in that second set, and I, I was kind of thinking, walked around the exhibit hall, like I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Like Super G had the draw, had the horse, cut the cows, and I can't say that I was totally surprised that that happened. I mean, that guy's just a gamer, and he brings it every time. It seems like that when they come to Fort Worth, so.
2: Yeah, and those cows are tough, and it always seems like when, when the cows change or they get tougher or something like that, the first set is usually a tougher set and people don't get through it as, as much, or there's there's a lot of good runs in that set, but then it feels like everybody figures out the cows in that second set and you see those big runs, but.
1: And, I mean, I wasn't here to watch it live, but more so from experiences of when you're involved in the finals, you know when you go down there to show if the odds are kind of not in your favor to win it. I feel like especially here more than anywhere else. And, and Rolls-Royce is already one of those horses that can mark way above a 221 anyways. So everyone's pr- like waiting to see what he does and then deciding what's going to happen if he doesn't do good.
0: Yeah, another fun part of the Open Finals was the Metallic Cat Incentive. Ah, uh, John Mitchell rode Sundance Jesse for the incentive championship in the Open Five Six Year Old for the Slate River Ranch, winning forty thousand dollars.
1: Shout out to K Rudd for shouting out that horse early on in yeah, the year. Yeah, I
0: love that horse. I'm, he's yeah. just cool looking. Is that the bonanza, I think. Yeah, when first just, said something. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think that whole metallic cat incentive, like oh. we talked about on the live show,
1: paid
2: more than the regular Open. Day, yeah, I mean forty grand. That's a cool deal. Over
0: twice. Wait, the regular open <laughs> play paid. I mean, just Bobby doing that is just great for our industry. Yeah, it's and pretty awesome. It's cool. It it's kind of spices up the finals, yes. and you're wondering what metallic cats are left, who's eligible for the incentive. Um, I mean, same in the non-pro. Uh, Cadillac Rays and uh, Elizabeth Quirk picked up that incentive championship for the second year in a row. It would be old engine's second incentive win, and I mean, obviously. If you got twenty grand at stake, you kinda just base your game plan, I guess, off kind of what your competition's done. So it's kinda fun to watch that along with the finals, kind of a cutting within a cutting, so to speak. So
2: I would also say from Bobby's perspective, it promotes people to breed to his horse, which not I mean, it's not like you don't need a reason to breed a metallic cat, but it it promotes that and then and it's just it's something cool to see and and be able to win that kind of money on top of your regular payout or whatever. So
1: Well, and in my opinion, things like this right here, this metallic cat incentive, that's what's going to promote this sport of cutting in a positive way. And hopefully maybe next year there's another stud that comes along and is doing the same thing. So there's a metallic cat incentive too and then uh, whatever other – stud out there that does that and then there's even more options that are coming in to to win more money and i i think it's a great deal
0: yeah i couldn't agree more
2: yeah they started those incentives i mean they've been going on forever and metallic cat they started theirs at the west texas fraternity just for the three-year-old that first year so
0: shout out the metallic cat party back in the day at the west texas oh yeah it was always could be the stevie rayvon party the best prime this year maybe. Sweet. just going to plant the bug if Alvin and Becky want to have a huge party this year, too. I don't mind Shout bad. out Alvin. Uh, those concerts <laughs> in the prime rib, like you just said,
1: yeah. were the they, highlights of the West now Texas Now they, they had a Stevie Ray Vaughan one last year. Did they? Yeah, I didn't they, go last year, yeah. so I guess they'll have it again it this year. It was fun. It was just as fun, but it was out at uh, the Amarillo National Center. It wasn't out at the ranch. At the ranch, yeah. Because I think the year before, didn't it down rain. Yeah, it was oh, at that, that one. Oh, that was bad. Stormed like a <laughs> son bad. of a gun. So, so yeah. la- last year's, it was over a roof out there. Out that, makes there. Sense. Yeah. that makes so more that sense. So that didn't happen again.
2: Yeah, it was just right there. You didn't have to drive to Owens was a beautiful place, but which is always fun. Yeah. Well, was, the you know, best part about that party in was going
0: arena. and seeing all the yearlings and yeah. watching people buy horses yeah. during the party. <laughs> I loved doing that. Yeah. But in the non-pro, Reagan Plindle – cats lightning ray picked up their third consecutive win what what at just a cutting horse event they won the non-pro plus the open in ardmore and won the non-pro divisional (laughs) and won the non-pro division at the western nationals in denver colorado um reagan had an early draw in the 5-6 non-pro finals at the derby marked a 220 kind of set the pace early and told pretty much everyone to come catch her and it just kind of didn't happen that horse kind of really put himself on the map here just With the, the last yeah
1: the at the Nomp wasn't it, yeah, the it was at the yep. Yep. yeah that i don't i mean i didn't necessarily know that horse before that picture and then she, she does good
2: at western national Sired
0: by nrr nat king cole yep shout out north ridge ranch up there and
2: South Dakota. Yeah. We've been there C- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. since
1: Is then. Isn't that – that's a horse that marked the 232? Yeah, tra- yeah. Uh, Tracy Barton. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. see – I watched that run on Facebook the other day. It's kind of been getting shared around again. That, vid- that video has over a million views. Really? Was that, that was in the World Finals, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Last a, round. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that picture of that horse, Cat's Lightning Ray, on banners, kind of all over the Coliseum. Shout out, Lauren Middleton. Um
1: great picture. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. on all the
0: CHC banners in the Coliseum around the exhibit hall. There's one over the parking garage as you go down underneath into the garage. Um, Our good friend Megan Miller, Carolina Rain, she came on the live show. Talked a little bit about their awesome mayor. (laughs) As well as Matt's three finalists that he had in the open finals. So it was fun to sit down with Megan and then she went in there and had a huge run on on their great mare, Lucy. Hedlund, talk a little bit about your run. You were in the second set. Kind of what was your game plan going into the finals?
2: Mm, just let it build and be accurate. My horse has been pretty good the whole show, so that's all I really wanted to do. And The cows were a little tough and a little tricky, and I just wanted to make sure I got them cut and just cut for the biggest check we could.
0: Yeah, you had a great run. I love watching that horse, and – He's so physical and has so much eye appeal. He's got a big move, big stop. Old oh, fun to watch. I know I was cheering loud for you.
1: So in in your run, after say the f- the first cow, what's what's going through your mind on like other than what cow you need to pick? Like what are you thinking? Is in keep pressing forward hard, or just keep telling yourself to keep it slow and worry about the cow?
2: <laughs> well, I think it's. One, I think that's a good question, but I think it's also funny that I'm sitting here talking about my run and I was fifth and sixth. I didn't even win it or whatever, but um it after my first cow, I thought when I put my hand down on my first cow, I thought this horse is being really good and I could feel him. And it was I mean, I work him every day. I'm getting him ready. And as soon as I put my hand down, I felt like I had him. He was locked in. He was locked in. Yeah. And, and so I just tried to stay accurate on that cow, and it was pretty good. He was in time. We'd, we didn't have any misses or anything like that. Uh, kind of stalled out a little bit because I wasn't sure if she was going to move, and I didn't want to quit. And I was worried about that, and then we quit our f- first cow, and, and I was just walking in there and just determined on finding my cow. Because I felt like that one was good. We picked that one. Let's go in here with our game plan. It's working. And then you just hope for the best, yeah. I guess.
0: But, yeah, overall, it was a great non-pro finals. Very tough, um, obviously. A lot of good runs. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good, good runs. runs. I thought there was a pretty solid crowd at both the Open and the non-pro finals. Yep. Um,
2: They're big finals, too. I drove, yeah,
0: I drove in for both of them, and it was worth it. I mean, it was good finals, good watching, so congrats on congrats to all the finalists and congrats to reagan Plendl and congrats to super g for picking up their championships here at the 2019 metallic cats summer cutting spectacular the live show i felt like was pretty successful it was a good time yep. um is a little bit different vibe than the super stakes obviously yeah we were cut. down a man Well, yeah that it sucked too. not having cbl here but we made do. I thought there was great interviews. I'm kind of interested to hear what CBL thought about it, kind of being on the other side of it and kind of how we thought we did.
1: Yeah, I I thought it, everything went well. Uh I the two people that stood out for me was Ryan Rapp <laughs> and Emma Rapp. They were like seasoned professionals out yeah. there talking. Uh Yeah, they
2: were way better than we were. Yeah, they <laughs> <are way better. laughs> That doesn't Way surprise me. Ryan's a little st-
1: Ryan's a little statesman, man. He's
0: going to be like a some sort of politician <laughs> or They're
1: well educated. Yeah,
0: no, you can tell and and I mean, they're obviously used to success and they're humble yeah. and they're good kids. I
1: And I, Ryan's going to tech. Yeah, in the West Texas Panhandle.
0: Shout out Lubbock, Texas. You rivals. <laughs> Everybody's rivals in the state of Texas nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was fun to sit down with uh, some of our open guys. I thought Dylan Meyer had a great oh, yes, interview. Yes, my brother yeah. messaged me. Um, That's a I cool actually, story, man. Yeah, in the middle of I mean, it, I looked at my phone while we were doing the live show, and Will was like, dude, this Dylan Meyer guy is awesome. Like, yeah. I didn't even know that you could be partially blind. and He's like, I'm just imagining having my eyes closed and – and watching the cow, because everybody's telling you, hey, yeah. the f- the name of the game in cutting is if you don't watch the cow, you're kind of screwed. So, what that guy does is amazing, and I thought his interview was
1: awesome. So, just a little side story. Um, there's a kid in the panhandle, a Cogdall, rowdy cogdol, that I grew up with. And uh, I he is severely uh, blind, and it's just gotten worse, I think, over time. And I think he can see shapes not necessarily color, but that kid showed all the time growing up. And I know it's it's not to the extent of – or his is a little past what Dylan's is, but Rowdy Cognil, that kid's an inspiration. You need to uh, add him on Facebook because all he wants to do is promote positive things in life. Amen. You need check him out on Facebook. Amen.
0: Dylan
2: was the same way too. Like I, I love talking to Dylan and and – he's from California which is where I'm from and and just seeing somebody persevere through a disability basically that and and beyond i mean on top i mean he's making finals in fort worth and he's training good horses well, and he, is and there
0: he, a better place on planet earth to grow up than half moon bay california i mean i wouldn't think so as that's like the most I think the beautiful like always like, 70 when he told when he said that i just thought of a surf movie that I used to watch on HBO called Chasing Mavericks, and I guess Mavericks is a famous surf spot. I'm sure Dylan knows exactly where Mavericks Mavericks is. Knows how? That's what it. it, The waves are called. It's a. It's a set of breaks um, off this point in Half Moon Bay called Mavericks, and it's like the most dangerous surf spot in the world, or in somewhere on in the Pacific. But just imagine being from that area and growing up in that area, and then. He's here in Fort Worth showing cutting horses in the middle of July when it's <laughs> hot, <laughs> <laughs> real hot.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, no. It's it's awesome hearing those stories. I mean, Dylan's definitely an inspiration. He's doing a heck of a job of training cutting horses. Made the limited finals too on on that my beach my wave, or he was second, actually. Yeah. And Marked
0: a nineteen in the in the five six limited finals. But the highlight of the live show came very early on yep. when our longtime listener, first time caller, Jesse Lennox. That'd be a second time caller. Yeah, it would be a second time two caller. Two live shows in a row. <laughs> I just think of that quote every time I see it whenever he <laughs> came on the live show with the Super Sticks. But man, did he have an awesome story to tell about whatever that motel is. <laughs> Bluebird <laughs> Al- Motel, man. <laughs> in Alberta, the Blue- Canada. You almost get sp- lost in listening yeah. to how We Holly's won't spoil explaining. the story because we're going to attach hey, the interview I got to say something podcast, real quick, but- too,
2: before we get that started yet. Louisa, our fellow podcaster from up in Canada, texted me, and she said that there was a couple of them sitting around their phone watching it, and they were dying laughing because they know where the Bluebird is, and nobody even stays at the Bluebird. <laughs> so... They were dying laughing. They loved it up there in Canada. It's probably
0: damn near condemned if uh, <laughs> Jesse had well, a couple reservations there, if, if I'm well, guessing.
2: Well, the other thing, I think that's there's the only, there's only those type of motels there. There's little one, kind of just a one-shed road type yep. deal, just one floor. Doors, uh, <laughs> yeah. exterior doors only. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, no country from old men style <laughs> yeah, motels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. what I was
0: thinking
1: of. A-OK Hotel outside of Warica, Oklahoma. <laughs> hey, shout
0: out the Butterfield Inn in Jacksboro, Texas. I used to stay there all the time back in my day. Learned yeah. how to ride Cutting Hosses I'm over there with Cincyon the and Don Ben. Yeah, everybody knows Everybody knows about uh, cheap motel rooms. When you got to do it, you got to do it.
1: A-OK is the worst hotel I've ever been in in my <laughs> life.
0: But big thanks to Megan Miller. Big thanks to Colt Moore, Christina Huntley. Ryan Rapp, Grant, Grant Setnicka, Eric um, and Brody, Magby, Magby boys, they're always fun to talk to, they're yep. men of very few words, but when they say something, it means something, and that's why I like them, I think those those two guys, I'm looking forward to watching Brody showing all one sneaky yeah. bluegrass in the, in the youth, so yep. big thanks to all those folks that came by the live show and sit back and relax and enjoy this interview with Jesse Lennox from the Metallic Cat, Summer Cutting Spectacular, live from Section K. First, we want to welcome our first guest to the show, Mr. Jesse Lennox. He's the head trainer over at the Rocking P Ranch, um, the home of Metallic Cat, our title sponsor here at the Summer Cutting Spectacular. Everybody knows old Smiley. Jesse, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. How's it going, Jesse? What's
3: up, guys? Thanks for having
0: me. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, first off, congrats on making the finals on uh, one of Rockin' P's horses. Sink I'm Hot. Sink I'm Hot. Everybody remembers her. Um, first, let's talk a little bit about Metallic Cat, man. What's, uh, what's gone into kind of the whole sponsorship behind the Summer Cutting Spectacular?
3: Um, you know, we're, we're real, uh, real happy to be the sponsor, and uh, it was uh, Bobby Patton, owner of Rockin' P Ranch. It's his idea and uh, he's kind of the brain behind the whole operation, and uh, yeah, he, uh, he got uh, real into it, put up a bunch of money for the Metallic Cats, so uh, should be an exciting finals. I think three of them made it back to the 5-6, so it'll pay two monies, I think, and... Uh, yeah,
0: 40000 to the winner and $20,000 to second place. That's pretty solid payday going in, I mean... If that were me going in, I wouldn't really have much to worry about. I mean, what do you think about that?
3: Oh, super exciting. Yeah, we, uh, uh, we're, you know, it'll be super exciting for those three guys that got metallics in there and, you know, two of them are going to leave with money. So uh, uh, that's great odds, you know, as good odds as you can get in cutting.
2: Absolutely. So why did you guys add the 5-6 this year? I know last year it was just the four-year-old mm-hmm. and just the open, correct?
3: Yeah. So Bobby, he started it kind of as an idea, you know, he, uh, he saw like there's lots of business within our business and, uh, you know, we're always going outside for sponsorship. And, uh, so he thought Metallic Cat being, you know, a big benefiter of the business that, uh, he should sponsor sports, our sport like that. And, uh, so it's been, uh, it's been great that way, and, and uh, I think it's got you know, a lot of people thinking about doing, doing similar stuff, and uh, uh, I think it'll be great. It's, it's been great for Metallic, and, uh, um, and well, it makes exciting at this cutting.
2: Yeah, I mean, just like you said earlier when we were talking, it um, gives people a reason, if, even if they didn't have, them have one already. To breed a metallic cat so that way they're eligible for this
3: yeah we're, we're really hoping so and uh, really hoping you know that's going to help uh, people that bred to them when they go to sell them as yearlings and two-year-olds and show horses you know if if you can say uh, I know for for me when I'm selling horses for the ranch it's it's much easier to move the metallics because there is so much more money up you know you for the for the same entry fee, you're walking down there tonight for forty thousand. You know that's that's substantial. In the five six year old event, that's that's going to be the highest paycheck you can get all year. You know, um, you can win any cutting, and you won't get that. So, uh, we're uh, we're really pumped about that.
0: Well, and for those of you that don't know, the non pro is going to pay twenty grand to the winner of the metallic cat incentive and in ten to the second place winner. And there's only two horses in the non pro, so. Going in, both those horses will know that they're gonna gonna get a piece oh, of that right incentive sure. pie. So that's pretty cool, pretty awesome. Yeah. So Jesse, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to this summer. I know, I know you went to Canada. Are you allowed back in Canada?
3: Man, it was it was heartbreaking. I uh, it's been ten years since I've showed up there, and and you know I'm from there, and I had my heart set on going and and making the trip, and and you know all the guys. From Texas, you know, we're kind of leaning on me to to pick them out a nice spot to stay and be their and, tour
0: guide of sorts. Yeah,
3: yeah, and, and the accommodations and and I've got a fair bit of experience with the motel scenario <laughs> in Claire's home, Alberta, which would be the town Paul and Winston are from. Uh, I lived in a motel there uh, called the Bluebird for a year, so I'd already really tested this place out. And uh, I was really excited, you know, to get this hotel for my American friends. And uh, and they could see the fruits of my hard labor. Uh, and uh, so I called, booked the rooms, everything's a go. And, and, like, let me describe this Bluebird Motel to you. It truly is a Garden of Eden on Earth. Like, it, it is beautiful. I'm talking free dials toasters in every room i mean it's got everything it doesn't have new mattresses yeah maybe maybe it does but for if you have 20 caribou dollars which we can all afford somebody will come in and flip your mattress for you and then it's like new uh in every room is decorated exactly how you'd imagine probably what you're envisioning right now maple leaves everywhere six by six Colored, glossy photos of Paul and Winston Hansma (laughs) legends from Claire's Home, Alberta. Uh, In fact, there is only two places in the entire world where you can sleep nestled against two six-foot-six colored, glossy photos of Paul and Winston Hansma, and that's the Bluebird Motel and my bedroom. (laughs) Uh, of course you know chris Hansen being on this uh, trip meant we needed to make some changes to the bluebird <laughs> and of course they're forever accommodating and they had a justin Biebler room set up for him <laughs> but uh it's like your
0: trip really got thrown to the wayside man i i uh, hate that for you heartbroken really dude
3: that. heartbroken but uh that's all right they have uh, cuttings everywhere so we just kept going and I'll just have to save that trip. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
2: So what a <laughs> I was going to try to ask a real serious question and talk to you about the finals that are oh, going to happen
3: tonight. You bet.
2: But I don't even think that that's worth it to It's not really necessary to <laughs> ask you anything serious at this point.
3: Man, I got one plan tonight, one plan only, the same plan I had at Super Stakes. It's WWLD and just freaking hope you know, what would Lloyd do works, and Lloyd don't do it because he's got three freaking chances. <laughs> you know, so hopefully uh, he won't think on that, and I'll beat him to the punch. Well, there you go. You are first, so you
0: got, yeah. you got the upper hand there. Yeah. Hey, well, big thanks to Metallic Cat. Big thanks to Bobby Patton and everybody over at the Rock and P for being the title sponsor at the Summer Cutting Spectacular. And good luck to you and Sinka Amha tonight, smiling. We appreciate it, man.
3: Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. We'll see you guys. Thank you.
2: This episode of the Section K Podcast is brought to you by HayRite. HayRite produces and distributes superior-grade premium alfalfa cubes from the source in Milford, Utah, and from the HayRite Warehouse in Weatherford, Texas, to dealers and customers across the USA. In addition to alfalfa cubes, HayRite develops several alfalfa pellets and complete feeds enriched with vitamins, minerals, and fats for horses and other livestock. HayRite pellets and complete feeds are forage-based with rice bran and nutrients added, making them low starch, low sugar, and the way nature intended. Premium forage should be the foundation of any feeding program. Safe, digestible, premium forage ingredients are Hayrite's hallmark. You can find them at hayrite.com or at Facebook at Haywright. It <laughs> was hilarious.
0: That was funny. Hey, guess what's getting started? This week, it's Youth Week. It's the greatest week (laughs) of the entire show at the Summer Cutting, the Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular here in Fort Worth, Texas. They had the Cascades Faturity Youth Clinic this morning. I saw our friends Tatum Rice and Matt Miller over giving some youth pointers and answering questions to some of the uh, scholarship cutting contestants over there at the Watt Arena. Shout out. All the trainers, I saw Davide Foch, Connie. shout-out Rose Valley Ranch. He was over giving some, some lessons on the flag on Mark Michaels' Snapchat. It looked like a big time over at the youth clinic this morning. Yeah, I
1: don't remember there ever being anything like that when I was in there. Kathy Dawn and Lindy Burches Other, are
2: put on the youth clinic every year, I remember.
1: See, and I don't remember Yeah, they might have going changed. to that. But the one thing they did do is they had uh, a judges seminar with Russell McCord. And they, he went through runs and explained explain what uh, a judge would like to see, and I, it was really good for me. I don't know if all the other kids were as interested as I was in what he was saying, but... I, I enjoyed that, but there wasn't – I don't remember ever having a tr- trainer's clinic during the scholarship. Yeah, because I
0: damn sure would have been there as a 17-year-old <laughs> K. Rudd just walking around here in my Atwood straw hat. And
1: West Texas cowboy <laughs> right. here
0: on my little SR Instant Choice Guild and not having a clue what was going on, but <laughs> I had fun. I do remember that. Youth Week's always fun. Um, I guess it's going to be today, tomorrow – which is kind of yeah. Yeah, the say, check in
2: and registrations today is and today. The so first go the juniors tomorrow. Is
0: tomorrow, which will technically be today when this comes oh, yep. out. So yep, you're if right. you're listening to this in the morning,
2: you probably should be watching the cutting. Yeah. The youth cutting. Especially the junior well, youth. Well,
0: maybe you're up early working your horse before the junior youth or working your kid's horse for the junior youth. Good luck. Go get them. Cut yep. clean. Don't wear yellow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't put your hat on the bed. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the youth cutting here at Fort Worth, I know cbl and i met at this exact show we always tell that story and um shout out ryder carpenter that's kind of how we met and just kind of all being around and, and running around there's a, so many connections yeah. to
1: what you just said there yeah that's really fun but well, I whenever i think
0: of youth week i think of taylor carbo i know you have some stories that you're yeah, gonna tell here in a little bit about him but he was one of the dominant kind of youth yeah. guys that i remember whenever Had the best horses yeah oh cat starlight yep. won back-to-back senior youth scholarship championships and those were pretty tough pretty tough youth years from what i remember you were yeah. reading off some of the youth world finalists that year yeah
1: and they were i mean all all of them were very competitive in the youth uh and there's a lot of them that are still showing uh a lot now but Carbo that year only won by eight points over Alana Chalmers.
0: and
2: So
1: it was neck and neck the entire
0: they year. They didn't have Youth World Finals then either. No, if no. Correctly.
2: But the scholarship cutting has always counted for extra points.
1: Yep. And,
0: uh, well, not always. But read that off time. that top 15 from that year if you don't mind.
1: The top 15 in 2010 was Taylor Carbo, number one, Alana Chalmers, number two. Ryder Carpenter, number three. Shout out Roger Brandt, childhood friend of mine. Hell number yeah. four. Justin Richardson, Wacy Winterfield, Kyle Ferris, Harris Shepard, Austin Shepard's brother, myself, Kelsey Kahn, Christian Miller, no Shannon time. McCoy, Savannah Bowden, Alexis Steffes, and Gage Wells. Wow. That's
0: a pretty solid. Group of senior youth kids from 2010. Th- that's kind of my first memories of like the youth. Obviously, I think my first youth show I came to was um, whenever Sister CD won. I guess that'd have been 09. I think is what we talked about a few weeks ago. But the youth every year is tough. I mean, I yeah. expect this these cuttings in both the junior and the senior youth to take a pretty dang good run to make the finals and then when the finals get here on friday you know it's going to be great watching it always is every year um cbl what are some of your awesome memories that you kind of remember from growing up here at the summer cutting spectacular
1: at this the scholarship cutting in 2007 which we talked about this already i didn't realize it was in the same year but Taryn won the senior with the broken foot uh, the same year that I was reserving the scholarship cutting. And for whatever reason, I think it's probably because it was so meaningful in my own life, I remember the first go in the finals. Like it, those, that, those two runs, and I was only 12 years old, still stick out in my mind. But I just watched them over again recently, so it just kind of refreshes it all.
2: But I think we definitely need to post that for our post this week. That yeah. little clip, yeah, the especially little, with your commentary.
0: Yeah, CBO <laughs> legend of the scholarship cutting in '07. But well, anyway, what is one of your favorite memories?
1: in In the first go, it was a time in my life where I really didn't know what I was doing, showing <laughs> at all, other than. I was starting to gain more interest in wanting to figure out how to do good. And in the, in the, in the first go, no clue what I'm doing. Although other than I want to do really good and I want to ride like Boyd Rice. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't. And if you, if you watch that video, I mean, my shoulders are over exaggerating, turning and (laughs) I'm a chunky monkey up there too. (laughs) but go and i only i marked a one forty four and a half or something in the first go barely made it and then in the finals <laughs> going into the herd i before those finals I had never taken my hand off the swells <laughs> I held on by the swells and i'm I'd already been talking to myself about it, but going in walking to the herd, I'm fighting with myself and being being a big enough of a man <laughs> to put my my hand down on the horse's neck so as you can see, when you see if you ever see the video <laughs> when i first put my hand down on my first cow i have it on the swell <laughs> and then just immediately after that i put it on the on, on the horse's neck and the first cow really wasn't that great and really the run isn't as awesome as i remember it being uh but and then because of that, I didn't know the rule of your hand had to be close to. Uh, yeah, you can't run your hand yeah. up the horse's neck. Yeah. So I had done, didn't even know that that rule existed. I just thought if you put your the ha- your hand down on the horse's neck, it doesn't matter You're where a it's. Boss, at. <laughs> yeah. <know>. <laughs> so, <laughs> I get it way past where it needs to be, and on the second cow, right when I commit, this horse I'm showing, Little Woman, which I probably had no business being on because she's just a freaking cow horse but i put my hand down and she stops and i come shooting up out of the saddle and i don't know how but just instantly i'm back in time with the horse (laughs) like when they make the turn i'm back to sit down but you can't see it in the video but i lose my stirrup and then while i'm running across there all i'm worried about is trying to find this stirrup that disappeared on me (laughs) and then uh i ended up I ended up getting reserve. Travis Barton, Barton, Yeah, he beat me. But the the funny ending to that story is everybody from the Texas Panhandle was going to Six Flags that day. And this was already planned before the finals, which and I was one of the few that was going to be going to Six Flags that made the finals. And they left before they gave the awards. And I was – so mad that I wasn't getting to go to Six Flags, and my mom made me stay and get my award, and I'm so happy that she did. But in that moment, I <laughs> wanted to go to hey, Six Flags to six with Flags, my hey. friends. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think sure the other
2: thing that I love about that whole moment is the picture that we've seen on Facebook for years. Yeah, Insta. Him.
1: Yeah, now yeah. I know the story. Yep. Cody, you got one?
2: Uh, man, there's a lot of them that, I mean, we had – a lot of fun in the youth yeah. I always remember just meeting new people every time you came back here obviously I was from California so I didn't grow up here but uh you just I was always excited about having having those friendships and and just meeting new people and, and being part of cutting and and basically what we looked at on the internet and the runs you would pay attention to or the horses you were watching or wanted to see and <clears throat> i remember in uh i used to come back here and and work at phil and marianne's every summer and they'd let me show a youth horse or or whatever they had and they had this gelding called straight shot playgun and um marianne had been doing some good on them in the non-pro i believe i think she was showing them at the at silverado and staying in the top 15 so she could show in the world finals and straight shot old Ken he was a really really good horse and like getting to show something like that is like getting to show smart little Lena you know at that point in time like he was a good horse and and I'd shown some other ones when I'd been back here but nothing to that caliber so I was so pumped and uh Phil told me that this horse has trouble in Will Rogers though he had run off a couple times (laughs) and he had done it with uh with Tim Smith I think and Phil and and he just got into a bad habit of only doing it in the Will Rogers, and so he always told me. He said, "Well, you'll probably win the first go round, but we'll just hope it goes well in the finals." And I was like, "Okay." So, I think I marked a one forty nine and a half and won the first go round. Big time at a young age. <laughs> and uh, he didn't run off on me in the in the finals. Though we did lose a cow, but he didn't he didn't run off with me, and so. That was a cool moment though, because it was me coming back here and 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 competing on on this stage in Fort Worth, where we always wanted to show, yeah. and and this was all where all the history was.
1: So in 2010, the year that Taylor Carbo won the world, Lane Wood also won the junior world, and uh, just by friendships, really, is I've. I knew Ryder, or I've known Ryder ever since we were little kids, Carpenter. And he was really good friends with Carbo. And, and Ryder kind of was going out to Jeremy's quite often because of Carbo. And then I got, I ended up getting to go there. And we Jeremy made us haul hay one day and at like 12 o'clock. And uh, it was a hot sucker. But it was awesome just having that memory now of Taylor, Carbo, Writer Carpenter and myself Holland hay. Here you got a, there's a picture of that too. But, so, after this show, we went on a two-week long traveling, uh, hauling, showing non Expedition. What, West Cliff, Colorado, uh, Kentucky, Florida, Alabama, uh, Mississippi. I mean, there's several different states we knocked out on that trip. But... Uh, in that trailer, was cat Starlight, CD April Fool, Hangem Cat, Donna's Cool Cat, which Donna's Cool Cat is the mama to Donna Soonboon and Coolin Hot. And then uh Ryder, was showed Cheetah Blue Star that Covey and Paula would uh, also owned. And then poor old DS Miss Wilson Freckles, <laughs> she was five and i mean barely had i mean had no credibility along with these other horses and but that was all we had that was the only thing that was decent enough for me to go on the trip and go show and for the longest time on that trip i could only mark a 72 and carbo and Ryder and lane all of us together they're competing for first and second every single time and alana was at some of those shows too uh, and uh Kate and McCall uh but it by the by the end of it d s kind of, she turned into a horse like woke up by in those two weeks it was like a new horse came out of her, and so just that horse in general
2: well fast forward all those memories that like that you had in the youth I had the same ones, and we grew up on it opposite you know sides of the world but not really and then fast forward to a couple years ago when you and i got to do that same thing we were older but we had to haul for tatum and kylie and like how much fun we had on that trip and And a completely
1: different new experience for myself
2: yeah and like a homecoming for me because i got to go home and stay with mom and dad and and then but it was just like hauling when i was in the youth because because we had i mean we had so much fun and we were just like you said we were hauling easy yeah you know hashtags snap crackle cat i mean we had a bunch of horses in there that were good horses and we were hauling down the road and idaho yeah (laughs) idaho the world's longest trip ever from south pierre south dakota to nampa idaho and
1: and before going on that trip in my head only thing i knew was from facebook of how those trips went i didn't i don't have any idea amount of no days off goes on to that trip the entire time you no, days off. no <laughs> days off you are not stopping especially shout out all the lopers that have to go on uh, that trip because it is brutal shout out all the lopers here i think some spectacular it's a day easy show to be it's grind 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 for the lopers. lopers
2: it's a grind whether you stay here whether you yeah if you're close. not on a
1: trip it's a grind but that at those shows and if they're taking a lot of horses it's it's sun up to sundown and probably plenty past that. And probably getting up before,
0: before sun up oh, to yeah. after sundown. It's insane. But big time youth week ahead. I know on Thursday there's going to be a handful of youth meetings. Um, we highly encourage all the youth members to go check those out in the cactus room. There's a general meeting at 12 noon. There's going to be lunch there. Be sure to come check that out. Um, on Friday, after the finals, they're going to have an awesome concert over in the auditorium with Lane Hardy, the American Idol winner, starting at 8.30 p.m. So, after our junior and senior scholarship-cutting champs are crowned, head on over to the auditorium for that Lane Hardy concert. It's going to be a big time. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there. Um, hopefully, a big-time awesome show. So,
1: Also, back on topic... <laughs> The, the banquet this year. I think they maybe have kind of something special because I got something and I got a letter in the mail of being invited to it, and so I don't know what all's going on. I know it's all world finals, previous world finalists. They send an invitation to and Hall of Fame, past Hall of Fame inductees. So I know it's
0: catered by Outback Steakhouse. I saw saw some them around the exhibit hall.
2: You reckon they got any blooming onions? That's
0: gonna be a solid <laughs> supper over there at yeah. the be messy. banquet on Saturday. Um, I'm excited about the world finals. We haven't even talked about that. We talked a little little bit about that on the on the live show, but be sure and come out for the uh, youth world finals in the in the Coliseum. Those are going to be starting on Tuesday evening. Uh, I think at 5:30 p.m. Six o'clock is when they're going to bring cattle in. They're going to have the intros and kind of. Uh, a little grand entry type deal with the smoke, fog machines, and all that wow. for the for the youth w- world finals. So be sure and come out on Tuesday for the youth world finalists. All those kids have worked extremely hard. Colburn knows how hard it is to make the top fifteen, and I mean, how cool is that? that they get to come and show three rounds here yeah. under the bright lights one couple evenings. I couldn't wait, at I couldn't
2: the world wait finals. to make the top fifteen and show in the world finals in Amarillo, yeah. Texas. Let alone Will Rogers. So
1: so. The year that I hauled for the world, that's the first year they had it, this World Finals in Fort Worth for the youth. and That was so, in the Watt, correct? Yeah, yeah, in the Watt. So now it's in the Will Rogers. But uh, that is an experience for a youth kid to s- get the feeling of what it's like in the non-pro and open Mercurias. And that right there alone makes you want to go to the non-pro. I know there's no m- the Mercurias anymore, but those added monies for the non-pro, you want to be involved in that stuff. It's fun. Yes, it makes, it makes you want to see what's better than where you were just at. Well, that experience for all the kids that are in the Youth World Finals is just
0: invaluable. I mean, I can't imagine having three runs in there. I mean, when you think about it, like you want to win, sure. You want to be World Final Show champ, but there's not a ton at stake. I mean, you're going to get to come back the next yeah. the next day and cut again in there as well. Whereas, whenever you get to the aged events and stuff, if you don't advance, you don't advance. And... Being able to go hang one out on there three nights in a row in the big coliseum, the big house, I mean, that's that's kind of something that's not going to happen no. very often in a lot of people's lives. So big congratulations to all the junior youth and senior youth world finalists that are going to be competing here at the Summer Cutting Spectacular, sponsored by Metallic
1: Cat. And a little bit of a surprise for the youth finalists is we have Section K shirts That we will be giving away to the world finalists, and they are our very first t-shirts, so the world finalists are getting some cool swag. Shout
0: out Mama Larson.
1: Yes, she is the one that put that together for us. What
0: a sweet lady. Amen. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Section K Podcast. Good luck to everyone. Everyone competing at the summer cutting spectacular, all the amateurs, all the youth competitors, all the youth world finalists. Everybody, go have fun. Go get them. Good luck. We'll see you down the road.
1: Adios. Bye.
0: Also, be looking out for the next live show. It's going to take place. When on the is day. that? It's going to be taking place on the day of the four year old open and non pro finals, the last day of the cutting. So be sure and come out for Section K live from the metallic cat summer cutting spectacular the last day of the cutting so we'll see you guys then
2: bye bye again
4: <laughs> well when i look back on all i've learned most bridges still stand yeah but some lay burn love that was made and the love that was lost it's been worth it despite all the cost Promises were made but most were broken Words I needed I always left unspoken Some say scars only heal with time So it seems I've left my word glass behind When the road ends though I'll find another way I'll follow that sunset to brighter days So let's raise a glass to our memories Hope we have many more times just like these Cause before you know it my friend We'll be gone, gone, gone Hopefully you have someone to love Hold them tight and raise your glass above before you know it, my friend We'll be gone, long, gone, gone, long, gone Now loving lady luck Splitting half day trains So I'll waiting right till they come back again we'll watch another sunset slowly fade away and save our last words for another day then we'll all celebrate yeah we'll all laugh and dance we'll do it all so nothing's even left to chance as long as there's a drink and a few good friends we'll ride this train until it ends so hop on board won't you please come along because the times we shared are what made this song so let's raise a glass to our memories and hope we have many more times just like these because before you know it my friend will be gone long gone and hopefully you have someone to love hold them tight and raise your glass above because before you know it my friend will be gone long gone gone long gone I'll keep on going, I'll keep on trucking. You tie me down, I won't stop bucking. Gonna keep picking on these six strings. One day you'll see what my music brings. And I'll thank all the ones who said to never quit. And I'll laugh at all the others who gave me shit. Regrets, they travel hand in hand with age. My remedy's waiting for me up on center stage. One day I'll be up here yeah, in the spotlight Just doing what I love and everything will be all right Everything's gonna be all right Oh, everything will be all right tonight So let's raise a glass to our memories And hope we have many more times just like these Cause before you know it, my friend, we'll be gone, long gone and hopefully you have someone to love Hold them tight and raise your glass above Cause before you know it, my friend, will be gone, long, gone Yeah, gone, long, gone